And there it is, the final whistle goes. And a moment so long in the waiting has finally arrived for Dan McNamara's team. Wolves women are champions of the FA Women's National League Northern Premier Division. Compton is not just one building where the first team is. There's facilities all around and Wolves women are here at the academy building here at Compton making a name for themselves with some great competitions, making a real note of what a real season can be. And Jenna Burke-Martin joins us. And I tell you, I know my colleague, Gemma Frith, is a very strong proponent of all of what Wolves women are doing and talks about it on her Wolves Weekly show with Mikey Burrows, who's equally enthusiastic. I've really come to appreciate several things. One of the stories that Gemma talked about was that she was at a match recently and there was a young girl who was there and then others started coming around waiting to get autographs and it was really an empowering and exciting way to see Wolves represented for all of the work that you've been doing over the years. How gratifying is it right now that it's not just getting attention but there's some real success and some real momentum growing? Yeah, I think Wolves Women, um, especially over the past year or two, has grown massively both in fan base that's increased fivefold over this season um, to the players on the pitch, the training facilities using here, using Compton here as well. Um, so, yeah, it's really, it's really, really pleasing to see the direction that Wolves is moving in. Your background with this and in your story, the evolution of how you came to the club and then went away for just a bit and have come back. Can I give us the arc of that story? I first came across um, as a first aider for Wolves um, in the Centre of Excellence programme um, about 17 years ago. And then very quickly moved into the coaching side um, through the Centre of Excellence and into the women's programme here. Um, and then I stepped away for three years while well, I had um, I had a little boy, um, stayed at home with him for a little bit and then was brought back into the women's team to work as assistant manager um, and then moved into head of women and girls football in a full-time role last year. So in that role, what are some of the things that are part of what you're looking to do to help build things even further? Um, it's the integration within the academy structure um, that is my biggest target at the moment. So making sure that we have medical provision, media provision, um, that rivals the boys' provision here as well. So everything is joint. It's not just boys and girls is separate. Everything is integrated and the planning moving forward is everybody working together to to get the best opportunities possible for boys and girls. Yeah, that's a large part of why I'm so excited to come here and be able to see what is going on at the academy and, and how the Wolves women team really is getting some spotlight. And Just help me understand, too, from the perspective of how it's grown, what are some of the things that have been signposts for how you know there's been some success and things are going in the direction that you'd like them to be going? I think the biggest one for me is the medical provision. So two years ago, as part of the foundation arm of of Wolves, um, we had a physio on site with us and that was kind of where our medical provision ended. Now we've got players in with first team doctor being assessed with scans and um, assessments and sent off for treatment with um, private consultants um, and fully treated within the club. So that's probably the biggest the biggest milestone that we've we've got at the moment in terms of the medical provision. No, so all of this in the United States has been a real success story at the U.S. women's national team level. There have been bona fide stars. I mean, women that are 
very big sports stars in the United States. Megan Rapinoe is very noteworthy. Mia Hamm, long before that, Brandy Chastain. And gosh, Keira Knightley in the end of the movie, Bennett Lake Beckham, ended up going to Santa Clara University to play under, I guess, ostensibly Jerry Smith there in, in that program. There's a culture of this in the United States that extends to the NWSL and really a league that gets great TV ratings that not just rivals the MLS, in some cases surpasses the MLS. It's a great story. How have you seen the women's game evolve in the past 10 years in the UK? And how does Wolves women kind of fold into that? I think um, the start of the Super League coming in, um, I'm not sure exactly how many years, but within that last 10 years, Super League has come in. Um, and as part of that, as it's evolved across the last few years, there's been television deals. Um, for us personally at Wolves, I think the FA Cup run last year where we streamed live games, we got a bigger following through that when football was um, was not played at, at our level, but we were put back into the FA Cup and into the fourth round. Um, Max's team supported massively in terms of getting getting us out there and, and getting spectators to watch that have now come into games. So I think for us, the, the media presence and the, the fan base is massively growing. Genuine emotion for many of those involved as well. And it's not just the players that wear the old gold so proudly. It is all the support staff, everybody involved at the foundation, at the academy, specifically in the women's department, but somewhere else as well. So many people have put so much in over the last couple of years to turn this football club around. You know, Mikey Burroughs is an amazing broadcaster and, and I love to listen to the matches that he calls when it's not just first team on Match Day Live. I, I love to hear, uh, like I did in this visit, an under-23 match and I've tuned in before with uh, the women's matches and it's really nice, the spirit that is brought through all of this. And it's a commitment for the players as well. They, in many cases, have work lives outside of this but it's kind of evolving into that it does seem like because of this dedication to balance this in one's life there's this added emphasis of why it's important but kind of help us understand how it also now requires them to balance it with their personal lives and work lives and then get the most out of this opportunity yeah we don't employ players um, in the women's team at wolves so they're they almost play voluntary what they get is um, they don't pay fees or anything like that, but they get the medical provision, they get the S&C provision, they get gym provision, um, all the kit. So they don't pay and they get some benefits for doing that. Um, the women have, the majority of the women have jobs outside of um, outside of football and this is an, an add-on, an additional for them. So it's trying to balance the programme so that it fits with their home life, their work life and them as a person as well and just understanding that, you know, some, that's not almost, that's not the easiest stuff, especially during COVID where some jobs were, we had some of the girls that worked within the NHS. So that became a massive strain on them personally and in their work life. And we had to try and help balance some of that with them. What are some of the hopes and kind of give me, if not just at the end of what this season is, but what the next several years could really hold in store and what all of these efforts could culminate with? I think um, the biggest thing for us moving forward is that we continue to grow and we continue to develop. And that's the commitment that we have for not only the women's programme, but the academy on the whole, that we'll continue to strive for better uh, every month, every year, every season that we go on. So that's our, our commitment moving forward. This is the moment. Get ready. There you go. There's the champagne. 
quite literally drink it in all those cold nights all those runs early mornings before work after work the pain the soreness it all pales when you get this type of moment oh they do you just think about the two last two years being lost and you know players at the end of their careers players at the start of their career players are thinking about moving on whatever it might be these moments do not come round often last thing here i am struck by how professional the entire organization is and how kind all of the folks are but then it comes to what's really becoming sort of a milestone for when companies are evaluating like how they are in the community and what they're doing I'm really seeing this sincere effort here to be super inclusive and help me understand what that exactly has been for Wolves Women. Um, I think walking in the office on a Monday morning and everybody knows the women's score from the Sunday is something that I didn't anticipate that would happen. Um, how I work with Max in the media team or um, David in the S&C team has all been really welcomed and it's just how we work now. It's not about let's include the women. It's every, everyone is included and everyone is um, accountable for making that happen, happen within the academy. It's all great stuff. Thank you so much for letting me just swing in here. I was asking Max, is it possible to see the Academy? And we've been talking so much during this whole tour about all of the heart within the organization and the folks that make it a very rich experience and Wolves Women, certainly, certainly a large part of that experience. And Jenna, thank you so much for your time and taking part in our WV1 series here on Wolves Radio. Thank you very much.